You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You push play and they'll push the limits. It's your boy Tom here and we are back with another episode of the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast. Woo, fellas, fellas, fellas. Tom's pay rate just went up because... I am a poker tournament champion today, but we'll talk uh, hold, about hold that. On, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before we, before we get into any of that, I have to ask you this question because um, you you are such a fan. So LeBron James said that Uh-oh. he would love to play with Steph Curry. Now I've never I've never heard Jordan speak of anything like this oh. when he was playing. Does that end the goat discussion? Or does this not matter against his the legacy that hold on, he's, hold on. he's like, before before time I'm answers curious. before time answers you already know we've discussed this about twelve times on the podcast how right. people allow their fandom to affect them emotionally and can't think logically or realistically when it comes to fandom of teams or players so everything that time's about to say is going to make no sense because everything will be about LeBron defending him and everything he can because oh, he's got yeah. such a fandom for him. He doesn't think logically or realistically. It's only emotionally driven. Go no. ahead, Ty. Lord have mercy. What I'm trying to tell y'all is this man was asked a question on a talk show. His own people, talk show. Yep, correct. Okay, but people are going crazy like he's like he's out here panhandling for to play mm-hmm. with Steph. They just said, you know, what do you want him to say? Who do you want to play with in the NBA? In the NBA? Oh, I don't really want to play with anybody. I prefer I prefer to play by myself because I because I'm LeBron James. You it, answer right. it like Steph Curry did, where he said, "You can play with me in the All Star game. I'm good." That's right, a perfect answer. If 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 they ask Steph who's somebody in the NBA you'd want to play with, you don't think he's going to say anybody? He's going to say, "Oh, just my team." Like, I like the team I got. Oh my gosh, that's boring. That's a boring response. If I ask you who's somebody you wish who's somebody you would wish you would have played with in the NFL, you wouldn't have an answer for that. No, honestly, whoever's going to throw me the ball, Josh McCown. There you go. See, you got <laughs> he somebody. He threw me the ball. There you go. You got somebody. <laughs> he was on my team. So, so, so hold on. Let me let me make sure we get this straight. So because it was just a question that was asked on a talk show, and he answered with his. Really? I, okay, I, I'll accept it. I'll, I'll, Again, I'll accept his it. talk show, he chose to put it out when he put it out. And he actually said Bronny was his first choice of who he wants to play with eventually. So it's not like everybody just wants to gloss over that. It's not like he was just saying, ooh, I want to play with Steph. He was like, oh, if I had to pick, of course I want to play with Bronny. And then number two, I want to, I would love to play with Steph. I don't see what's wrong with saying you would love to play basketball with another one of the best players of all time. I think the only problem it is is you have the whole dynamic of he always jumps teams to play with other players, and that's the thing that feeds into it. I think that's the reason why everybody jumped on it because it's what it sounds like. Oh, I'm gonna try and angle a way to get on to do whatever I can to get on another team. He's done it every time so far, so I think that's why people jump on it because it's easy because he has proven to do it. That, that makes sense. I'm with that. I I, I respect all. it. I think so that's can, why they just jumped on him. Can, can we get to some? Can we get to some like some big news? Uh, and and I'd love to hear your thoughts as well, Tom. But uh, I want to dive into this Dwayne Haskins situation. Uh, it, it's not a situation because we don't exactly know what happened. This is an uh, unfortunate tragedy. It is. It's an unfortunate tragedy. But I, I have to let you know. From a football standpoint, I didn't know Dwayne Haskins at all. I, I I've never met him. I don't have to meet him to to have watched him play on you know national TV or get to know him through you know television and watching him growing up. But when you lose a guy that young, you know everybody, you know it's an outpouring of support from a standpoint of those that are living. Hey, check on your loved ones or hey, you know do this or do that. I, I don't understand why one. It takes somebody young and famous to 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 die in order for you to want to do that. But uh, two, I, I wanted to talk about not his death. Uh, you know, uh, you know, we're, we're praying for his mom and dad and all his loved ones. But within that came something that I thought was interesting. Adam Scheffner, when he reported that Dwayne Haskin had passed away, 
he did it in a tweet and this is how he uh broke the news and i want to in honest question i want y'all to tell me if he was right or if he was wrong in your eyes um, well not if he was right or wrong did you see an issue with it and what he said this, this is what he said when Dwayne haskins passed saturday morning Dwayne haskins a standout at ohio state before struggling to catch on and with washington and pittsburgh in the nfl died this morning when he got hit by a car in south florida per his agent Cedric Sanders. Haskins would have turned 25 years old on May 3rd. Do you have an issue with that tweet? If so, why? Go ahead, Tim. I just think that that's not the time and place to put that uh, phrase into the breaking news. Like, what, what does the fact that he struggled have to do with you know, pointing out that he played for Washington. I just, I think it was poorly timed. I, I don't think it w- is necessarily something that, uh, you know, you need to cancel Adam Schefter over. But I do think that, you know, it's something like, hey, obviously that was not the right time to put that sort of worded. It was a poorly worded tweet. Let's say that. Uh, I've already talked to D about this. So I actually want him to go first because I might rebuttal his comments. So I, I for one, do not see a problem with what he said. Um, I don't think he need to be canceled. In fact, I'll, I'll tell you why I don't see a problem with what he said. Because there have been other celebrities, and whether it be athletes, whether it be rappers, whether it be, well, not rappers, but in the music industry, whatever industry it is, there have always been knee-jerk reactions to certain people's death and most of the time it's on the good side where it's like hey you know this guy was the goat when in fact they really wasn't the goat uh this guy had a promising career which in fact some people didn't have that promising career that they're saying what adam scheffner tweeted did he lie did he lie i understand that it was tasteless i i agree with it being tasteless at the point and what but what people have to understand is is he has a job that he has to do. And then within that job come things that you don't like about that job. And this right here is one of those things that you don't like about your job. He reports the news, correct? Does he not report but, the but, news? But, gee, my question is, but what does the fact that he struggles have to do with reporting the news? I don't think that that is information that's relevant to reporting that he died. You know what I'm saying? Like, it wasn't matter he struggled in his career. That's something, you know, that can be talked about. So so if 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 I can say, if I can say uh a player, and 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 you have to understand what I mean by this, and I and I'll give you another example so you can understand what it is that I'm saying. If I can say it at the moment uh a artist or somebody dies that they're the GOAT, they're the greatest of all time, or they was the highest shooting percentage, or I'm still judging them. Like if I said a guy was very attractive. Or I said a guy that was ugly, I'm still judging him, whether I'm judging him right, whether I'm judging him wrong, whether I'm negative about it or whether I'm positive about it, I'm still judging. So if I'm saying that it's okay for you to say positive things in your judgment, then I also have to accept the negative things that you say in your judgment as well. You see what I'm saying? I mean, I understand what you're saying. I just don't see how it's relevant. So say, you know, like, let's like make it closer home like say we're say we're talking about uh you know you let's say you pass away for example and you're like oh d'angelo williams who had trouble with fumbling while he was in the nfl but he had a good career at uh the panthers and the steelers and was uh you know pro bowl uh rusher what's the point of mentioning that like what's the point of what does that add to the fact that you're telling us that somebody passed away like it just it didn't it, you didn't need to add it in there it was pointless tasteless and it's just what it doesn't add any relevant information to who Dwayne Haskins uh, was. And we're talking about someone passing away. You just need to be. Uh, yeah, well, well I, I feel like at that moment, Adam Scheffner was showing what everybody in the world thinks as it relates to us being football players. He's going to judge us based on the account that we're football players and there's no human element there. I was about to say, that's exactly what it made it look like. Made it look like, oh, this is just another, like almost like a video game character you're talking about. You know, it's just, I think that's the whole point. 
So I'll dive in now because uh, I, I talked to D about this beforehand because he told me he wanted to talk about it and I thought it was something we should talk about. Um, I understand where D's coming from, where you can, you should, if you want to say something tasteless, that's on you. You had that freedom to do it. Yes, I don't think it should you should be do. canceled. But my problem, my gripe with the whole thing is you don't need to say good, bad, nothing. You don't need, honestly, and this is obviously it's never going to happen. I don't think people need to rush to be the first person to report this news. It is not your right to report the death of a child or a someone's child or someone's husband. It's that family's right to release that information out, not your right. But I guess we give up that right because of an athlete or a celebrity. You give up your right for your family to grieve the way they need to and do it because you're you're in the public eye. I just disagree that people are rushing to be the first person to report this news. I feel like the family should be the only ones to report it and the first ones to report it. I don't think other people have the right to do it. Obviously, that's not going to ever change because people are always trying to be the first person to report everything, which is dumb to me. I don't understand that. It makes no sense. But uh, I don't think – I understand what Dee's talking about, how somebody can be tasteless. That's on whatever. I just don't think there, it needs to be anything said. Like you don't need to say good or bad. You can just say, hey, former NFL player or uh, former – uh, not was Redskins, I guess, commanders now, former commanders – current Steelers quarterback passes away this morning. You don't have to mention Ohio State. You don't have to mention first-round pick. You don't have to mention struggle. You don't have to mention any of it. You could just say who it is and what happened. You don't have to mention the good or the bad or anything if you're going to mention it. That way, there's you don't have to have to worry about it. To me, I think we people, everybody gets called up trying to be the first, and they just think and, and post whatever they want. And I don't think it needs to be that way. There's no decency now – in news when it comes to reporting information because people just want to get a rise out of people and then people want to be the first to report no matter what it is. Well, see, this is what I think a lot of people don't understand too. Uh, as we, we talk about like the depth of just regular people or celebrities or just people in, in general, I've told my wife this and I've told her a lot. I, I've told her this a lot and she doesn't believe me. I said, regardless of how nice we are to people, we are a villains and we are a villain in somebody's story. Whether it's you know us walking through the grocery store and we just they didn't like the way we looked or uh, smelled or we ran over with a shopping cart or we had them. Wait or you didn't seconds. return your shopping shopping cart. Right. You know whatever the case may be, we have played the role of villain in somebody's life, and somebody's gonna have something negative that they want to say about you and i'm not saying that that's what adam scheffner was trying to do here but what i'm saying is is that fantasy football and everything that's associated with the game it showed through his tweet that we are not treated as you know human and and it's and that's it's not crazy. just athletes that's 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 celebrities anybody in the public right. eye it's not just football players i want to clarify that because it's every athlete and celebrity, pseudo celebrity, whatever you want to call it, anybody that's in the public eye, they're not they're treated as entertainers or entertainment but, not people. But you do know that there's there's a lot there's a lot to gain to be the first one to report something though, Gary. That's, yeah, I, that's, I just don't agree with it comes to like a death. There should be no race to report it. You, the family should be the only one that should be the one to report it. Because, like, like this is exa exact example is Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant's wife found out from the media reporting it. That's terrible to find out that news. Like, she should have been notified and all that stuff before it came out. But she was notified from the media releasing the info. That should not happen. Nobody should have to deal with that emotion, that that aspect of somebody else telling you if it's not the police telling you what happened, the media or somebody rushing yeah. to give you that information. You, you I agree. That. It's never going to stop. You need to, you need to get you need to get over that because if that's what I you're griping about, bro, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you something that absolutely blew my mind. And you know that I'm a wrestling fan. You and Tom know that I'm a wrestling fan, and I'm a huge wrestling fan. And I'm a huge wrestling fan of said Jeff Hardy. I go on to Twitter and Jeff Hardy name was trending. And I go, oh, 
what did Jeff do this time? Did he swanton off of, you know, uh, uh, um, uh, scaffolding? Did he swanton bomb off of, like, the top rope onto a couple of tables? No. You know what it was, Gary? What? It was a guy that was in the process of jumping off of a bridge. My whole point is this, Gary. It doesn't matter with with this being a digital age. The first thing that we do is we grab our camera and we record. It's not like we grab, you know, uh, some type of human decency to try to help somebody. It's like, oh, let me get this on camera and see what happens. And 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 it's interesting because, you know, when when I heard this story of Dwayne Haskins, the first thing I was thinking of is like, what happened? What happened? And it was like, man, he got hit by a dump truck. And I was like, damn, how do you get hit by a dump truck at 6, 6.30 in the morning? And the first question I was asked after saying that right there was, why was he out till 6.30? And I said, well, damn, how, how do you know he was just now leaving at 6.30? Like he had got up, got ready, and he was going to work out. Why does always assume that he had to be out until 6.30? As if he was, like, coming back in or something. I was like, hey, you know, he was down there for workouts. So it's always interesting when a celebrity type do die young, all the questions that are surrounded, like, it can't be just, like, an accidental freak as if we don't fall into the normal population of just shit happening. Yeah, no, I know it's never going to stop. I just don't think it's right. Like you said, I think it's terrible that people choose to pick up their phones and record things instead of helping. I think that is terrible, and I think that just shows how our society has changed so much, and and it, it's been proven multiple times between the way people tweet, the way you see videos versus helping people. Like it's just been proven so many times that it, people don't have the decency to help others or care about other people. It's all about them or being the first ones to do certain things, and I think think that's so wrong. I, I know it's never going to stop and change. But I just I can't get behind that, and I think that sh- it should change. But will it change? No. Our society is is so messed up right now with all that stuff and social media, and it's the way everything is nowadays, which sucks. But it's an unfortunate aspect that people have to deal with. Right. Right. Okay. We're gonna shift gears a little bit. Um. So <laughs> you're gonna love this one, Gary. You're gonna love this one. So there's a. Um, there's a college. Uh, let me find it and pull it up. Grambling State. I know where you're going. Okay. Yeah, yeah. There's a college in Grambling State. Um, she uh, she gets there. She's the head volleyball coach. She gets there, and she releases everybody that's on scholarship. And the dean comes out, the AD comes out, and he supports her and says, hey, you know, if if uh, the players have the transfer uh, portal, then we should be able to, if a coach come in, they should deem it necessary on, on players that they can keep and players that they want to get rid of. Do you agree with this? Because I can see where this is going. I want to hear Time's point because Time, did you never, so Time, you didn't play, You I know you cheerlead, I think, in college, but you did not Get a scholarship. I would, college. I would like I was to hear your input athlete. first. Okay, I, I want to hear your athlete. input first then. <laughs> uh, no, but well, I know you because you did. You did you get a scholarship for cheerleading? No, yeah, for, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm saying, so you did. So I want to hear. That's why I was making sure I was correct. It wasn't a shot. Yeah, you know, if a new, no, I know. If a new coach came in and took away our scholarships, it's, I mean, you know, obviously it's different because uh, you know athletics on you know the basketball, football, volleyball. You know, your standard sports is is a totally different ball game, but. I don't see any problem with it uh, in the sense that, yeah, you have the transfer portal. If coach wants to come in and say, hey, you know, the old coach is the one that gave you these scholarships, um, you got to re-earn them. You got a chance to move if you want to because the thing is with the transfer portal, the the student could up and leave if they want to. You know what I'm saying? So why not make sure you have people that are dedicated to being there uh, for you, for your program, and say, hey, I don't know. I didn't read the article, but if she said, like, hey, I'm I'm taking everybody on scholarship. If you want to show that you still want it and be, you know, get back on, 
let's do it because you know a lot of times that's what you have when you have a new coach brought in you have people that don't want to be there because they came specifically for that coach that's why you have the transfer portal so if you have that ability to leave now i don't see any problem with it yeah i I agree too i i don't think there's an issue with it and i think one thing people don't know about college sports in general is your scholarship is a year-by-year basis you don't get a four-year scholarship Right. Yeah, it says four years, but every year they renew your scholarship. So you do have to continue to earn your scholarship. Yes, it's unlikely they're going to pull it, but it has happened to athletes in football. It's happened to players on my team when I played. Play, people lost their scholarship. Uh, and and that, that's part of it. That's part of the sports when you sign up for it. Like you said, there's a transfer portal. You saw the Oklahoma quarterback. He followed his coach to USC. He was allowed to do that. That screwed the Oklahoma coach, the new one that came in, but hey, you're allowed to do that. So again, if you can, if if the players can do that, the coaches can do it too. I don't have an issue. I think it's a little harsh that you did all of the players, but again, it's just like recruiting. When a new coach goes to a new school, they have to recruit people. The players they were recruiting for the school that they were at previously, they now become the new recruits for the new school they're going to go to. So it's the same thing. Like, hey, I had these players. Well, they might want to transfer and follow me to my new school. That You can do that. So I, I have no problem with it either. I think it was a little harsh because it was everybody basically, but she has the right to do that. Okay, so this is going to absolutely suck for the for the college landscape uh, as it relates to sports, because if I'm able to be a head coach and come in, and and this is why it's going to suck, Gary, because all these smaller schools that have all these head coaching changes that all these bigger schools come and poach, they're going to consistently year in and year out have players that come in and get fired because they don't meet their system or because they're not their guys. But here's the thing, though. I'm I'm gonna read you one saving grace that uh, I was saving because I knew that I was gonna need it because I knew Gary uh, may or may not have agreed with me. But here's the thing. So you remember the basketball player Doug Edder? Saints Peter's standout Doug Edder is transferring to Bryant University. He entered the transfer portal. So if guys like this. Uh, are able to use March Madness as a way to catapult them into a better position to go to a better college, to get a better uh, NIL deal, then by all means, coaches should be able to have that uh, ability to come in and get rid of uh, a bunch of players. Again, I don't agree with it. I don't think it's right, but I see that it fits this system. And the more and more that we talk about it, Gary, the more and more – it sounds like the NCAA is trending toward that NFL-style mentality from a standpoint of the way that the the structure operates. Like, you know, when a head coach comes to a new team in the NFL, the first thing they do is get rid of all the vets and all the the, the old guys because they want to bring in their program and they want to institute a new beginning or a new way of life, if you will, uh, within that system. There's no different from what it's going to look like on college landscapes. College coaches are going to come in and they're going to say, hey, I'm getting rid of all of y'all. I'm bringing in my guys. And when I bring in my guys, hopefully, you know, we can start something to where now we're bringing in NIL deals and things like that because now we can sell to the fans. This is not the old team. I got rid of the old team. I'm bringing in a new team, and this team is better, whether it is or not. Yeah, I think it's going to be – I think the biggest issue you're going to see is everybody's going to complain, oh, it's not fair to the kids, but you have no problem when kids transfer. So it should be both ways. Like, I, I, I have no problem with it. I do think it was a little harsh. It was all of them. But it, it also is going to what? keep – It's going to. I said Man. the fact that it was all of them. But, hey, you, uh, she has the right to do it. It's her, She's the head coach. I also – I think it will breed the ability that you'll have everybody will be fighting for that job if it starts happening more often. This is a one-off. This is a, I haven't ever heard of the, every player getting released or a lot of players. I've only seen one or two on occasion get not make, getting their scholarship renewed because it doesn't happen that often. But if it does start to happen, you're, you're going to see players are going to have to earn that scholarship every year. Because I know, I guarantee you had players on your team when you were in college, D, that you're like, how is this kid on scholarship? 
he does not need a beer. There's so many other kids we can get. Because yeah. I had at least 10 that didn't need, deserve to be on our team. Yeah. But they were on our team on scholarship. I'm like, why are they here? Like, we could, we could get in other players. These people have served no purpose. But on the team, like, it just didn't make sense. And But, again, it just wasn't really – people didn't do it very often. I think now that this could be – really start awakening for teams, you could see that more often, especially when it comes to, like, the NIL stuff. You don't want to have to deal with all that kind of stuff. Hey, get rid of that player. Go somewhere else. Just like the players are going to go somewhere else if they want. Right. So so that's what I was going to tell you. So I've I've had countless conversations with the head coach over at the University of Memphis. And um, I always ask him whenever I talk to him, I was like, hey, man, you know, what was your challenges of this season? And he said the challenges of the season is not the actual season. The challenges of the season is how that season went because kids now, if they don't like the situation that they're in, they can just leave. They can enter the transfer portal, and once they enter the transfer portal, if they decide that they want to come back, they can come back, and there's nothing that the university can pretty much do about it except, again, the coach said, no, uh-uh, and, and, you know, nobody's revoke, revoking scholarships around here, so it, it plays into the – the, the, the kid's hand. And again, I have no problem with that because I'm here for the student. I, and I don't know the NCAA rules. I don't know how it is because I know there was no transfer portal when I was going to school. We was Whatever school you went to, you were stuck in. But now imagine this, Gary. Imagine that D'Angelo Williams went to the University of Memphis, right? And I have like two outstanding, crazy, insane years. I now have an opportunity to enter the transfer portal and go anywhere I want to. Yeah. It's, it's, that's exactly what, I mean, this kid just did during the uh, March match. Oklahoma. Oklahoma's, yeah. Oklahoma's quarterback. Oklahoma quarterback too. just did it. Yeah. And it's just like everybody, like, oh, okay, you know, have a, have a good one. I mean, you know, enjoy your time there. It's insane to me, but I, I, I feel like, she should be able to do that. But but I have a question, though, that – well, I have a couple of questions because it's going to lead me into my next one. Tom, this question is for you. Are cheerleaders athletes? 100%. Okay. So I got into this conversation over the weekend, and nobody's been able to tell me to what extent. Okay? So you guys tell me to what extent am I doing something where it can say, like, let's just say that I play golf. I'm not good at golf, but I play golf. How good does somebody have to be in order for them to say, oh, I can do something? Like Gary, for instance. Like, I can say Gary's not an athlete, and somebody can be like, well, what do you mean he's not an athlete? Well, he can't play basketball. I've seen him play basketball. He's played basketball. I mean, he's not NBA-level basketball good. But he can play basketball. So what constitutes you can do something versus you can't do something? I don't think you should be called an athlete unless you're good at it. But, but, but what, Just what because you do it good? doesn't make you an athlete. What, what, what makes you good? So, so, so what I'm saying is, Gary, is let's just say you could beat me, you could beat Tom in basketball. But now if we put you up against a basketball player, then you're trash. No, so, if we put, so right. they're a professional athlete. I'm a better athlete at, than you in basketball. That's how you would have to face it. I, I'm only saying it, that you'd, It'd be a case-by-case case thing. You couldn't give a generic response. Uh, this, is, this, is why, this is why it bothers me. Because from time and time and time and time and from this time, we've heard that LeBron James can play football. When when you say he can play football, yes, he can play football. Yes, he I can. He did play football. <laughs> he, he, he did, and he can play. He can play at the national football level. Is he good? No. What I'm saying is, is what makes you think that LeBron James can play football? Is it just based on his stature and his stature alone, or are you saying that he can play and like be successful in the National Football League? That's that's what I'm trying to get understanding of because it has been bothering me. There's no peer, cl- clear cut definition of when you can do something. 
versus when you can't do something. Because I can play cricket, I can bowl, I can golf, I can do all these things, but I'm not good at any of these things. So I think the way you do it is if you are co- collegiate or a professional, you're an athlete. If you're not, you're athletic. Because now you're doing it at a high level. I would say that's the only way you could define it. I don't know how else you could define it. If you want to try to get it as simple as terms, that's how I would say you define it. Are you an athlete okay. in high school? I, you, you're an athlete, but you're not. A, you're not. You're athletic. I wouldn't say you're an athlete. You're an at, You are an athlete for the teams, but I don't know how you could base it on what is. It's that's the thing. Is like there's so many different variables that go into I, it. I, I'll, I'll give you a case in point. I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a go ahead. Roman Reigns, was he a good football player? No. Brock Lesnar, was he a good football player? No. Right, but no. For time and time again, people would say that they play football. But Brock Lesnar was, was a the good rock. wrestler. The Rock. Yeah, but the Rock. No, but none of them were good football players. That's oh, we're, talking, we're, we're not talking wrestler. about the wrestling careers. We're talking about them. Play, we're talking about. I'm them talking about football. like collegiate wrestler. We're yeah we're. They played football too. They're not good. Well, no, no, we're I, talk, I know, but they're still athletes. I, I, that's not. That's not what we're questioning. We're questioning because I, I, I've seen their video packages, and their video video packages said that they were standout football players playing the not National true. Football League. Right, right. It's well, not true. Well, to be fair, to be fair, you both know this. To make it to the NFL, you have to be somewhat decent. They didn't make it. Well, whatever, whatever level they made it, you know what I'm saying. So, like, TV they, they, they got a tryout and and training camp. They didn't actually make the team. Okay, well, but but tryouts uh, that's still got to be a, a top percentage of people in the world at football, like just it, to get it's because of size. It was right. because of that's size. I mean, it has fine. nothing to do with actually ability. That's fine. I mean, but they they have to have some amount of ability. I mean, maybe not, but. I'm just saying they have to have something in them that gets them a tryout. I can't just roll up to the Cowboys Stadium and be like, hey, I want to try out. You know, there's you don't have size. <laughs> I'm not quite big enough. But what I'm saying is it's like it's like uh, you know, if you put you guys out there on a basketball court against me, I'm gonna smoke y'all. Even though y'all play professional football and I'm not what somebody would say an athlete to y'all, but I could beat y'all in certain athletic events. It's just true. It's just true. And it's so, not true and, until you prove it, and you've well, never proved it. Next time I'm down there, we'll prove it. And what I'm All saying right. is there are certain sports that certain people are better at, like golf, like Tiger's an all-world golfer. He's going to get his butt whooped by, uh, uh, you know, somebody that is in the D-League of basketball. Does that make him not an athlete? No, because he's still at the top of his game versus, you know, yeah, he's not a basketball player. So, you know, you can be an athlete and just have, you know, because when you think about athletics, you think about like run, jump. But here's know. the thing, though. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, though, Tom. I'm not calling them an athlete. I'm not, I don't I don't give a damn if they're athlete or not. I'm saying at what level do you have to play a sport at in order for you to say, hey, I can play that sport. That's all I'm saying. Like, I, like, I so for instance, like, for instance, you few time. Do you tell do you tell people to play basketball that you play basketball? Like, do you tell NBA or collegiate players that are really good at basketball? Like, hey, man, you know, you should come play. You you stay away from that. Right. You always talk to somebody. That's that's what I'm saying. I think who you're talking to is relative because, like, you know, whenever I'm talking to somebody that's in the NBA or might have played uh, at a D1 college basketball and I'm not going to say I can play basketball on their level. I'm, I would say I'm a competent basketball player. Like, I can play the game. I'm not going to say that, you know, I'm on y'all's level, but I would say that I can play basketball uh, to a degree. There's, le- like anything, there's levels to this. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, like, obviously you guys reach the top of your game in football. But even in football, there's levels to it. D'Angelo, you were a super standout running back. There's tons of running backs that never even sniffed the field, but they make a roster. Are you? Are they going to look at you and say, "Oh, I'm, I can, I, I'm a running back. I can be a running back." When you know you might have out, you know, gained them by thousands of yards. They never, but they were on the same team. Does that make y'all equal? No, there's levels. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Well, I, I think what I think what D is saying though is like the biggest thing is when you have people say like. 
they do this all the time, even on The Bachelor or Bachelorette, whatever. They'll introduce a player, oh, former NFL player, somebody oh, that never yeah. actually played in a football game, never in the NFL. He's not a football player. I'm well, sorry. Yeah, like, that's, but that's, you know, that's just for the show, though, to, to be able to say I, something. But no, Sam, that's what that's, that's D's problem is that people think that it's all right to do that. Just like you say, people always talk about how The Rock, Brock Lesnar, and Roman Reigns played football. Yeah, they, they, were, they tried out. That's different right. than playing. There's a big difference. It's because I think the prime example is Brian Scalabrini. Brian right. Scalabrini, the most famous 13th man on the basketball court, goes places and plays other college athletes that play basketball and dominates them. And it just shows how much, how big of a difference it is right. a professional right. to somebody who thinks they're just as good as a retired professional. You're not even on the, close to the level, but just to throw out that title to people, like he's saying, like with LeBron, oh, LeBron could have done that if he wanted to. No, you can't say that. He didn't do it, so you can't just throw that out there because it, you, that's disrespectful Thank to everybody else that plays and that has you. done Thank you. And, I, and that's why I took super offense to Tebow getting another shot, a shot at tight end, never had played the position because that is disrespectful to every other tight end that played just because you're friends with the coach. That is a disrespectful shot to every other tight end. Oh, this is an easy position. This guy who played quarterback can do it. No problem. That, and we saw, that's not true. Right. I struck a nerve, Gary. (laughs) (laughs) Right. But I think it's different. It's like when you bring up like the TV shows or like WWE, there's a difference in like using something in like a hype package because you can bet your bottom dollar. If I go on a, uh, you know, if I go on a reality TV show or something and they're coming up, what's your bio? I'm going to put division one, former division one college athlete, even though I was just, but it's literally true. So I can literally put that and it would be true. But everybody with that knows me would be like, okay, this motherfucker was a cheerleader. <laughs> well, well, the problem is, is, is the problem is that there's people that just believe that. And then they oh, well, he was a good football player. You have no idea. You never saw him play. I know somebody that blocked Brock Lesnar on the Minnesota Vikings, and he said he was terrible because he just tried to manhandle like he was in wrestling, and you can't do that in football. And he got panicked over and over because every player is like, this is disrespectful that he's even out here and getting a shot when he was a wrestler. And he, he just doesn't, he didn't have the ability for football. Because he is different, whole different game than wrestling. Wrestling, you can't touch him. That's yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. but football's a whole other animal. Well, I'm just telling you how they, you know, how they hang titles and stuff like that. Yeah. But with that being said, and it's going to be a great transition. I found out what my number one pet peeve is this weekend. Uh, and I know we we're not talking about what we did. You know what this mine weekend. is? I'll tell you what mine is. What, what is yours, Gary? People being late. Oh. Uh, um, I just so happened to deal with that today. I'm assuming you don't have any kids then, Gary, because you don't like people being late. You don't have set kids, time so. to prepare for your kids. That's easy. <laughs> so so I'm going to tell you what, what, what my pet peeve is, Gary. Uh, and it, one of my pet peeves, because I have many apparently. When people say certain things that it doesn't translate, Gary. Like it just doesn't translate at all, one sport to another. So I, I'm, I, I really love cycling, right? So whenever I show up to cycle, everybody's like, you know, I'm, I'm immediately the guy that everybody wants to like beat on the bike, right? So we'll get on the bike and then I'll do pretty good for myself, and they'll go, "Well, I should have known you were strong because you play football." And I'm thinking, like, what the hell does football have to do with cycling? They was like, well, you was a professional athlete. And I said, well, I just felt like you just discredited all the work that I just put in to be as good as I am on this damn bike because I have to work for this. It's no different from you, Gary, out on the golf course and somebody say, well, I expect you to be good because you play football. How the fuck does football translate into you swinging a damn golf club? How does football translate into you shooting a basketball? How does football make you a better bowler How, none of that makes sense to me i so think it's relative so the, like the you, only thing you, that's like a, leg strength and being able to you know like pedal and then the fact that you've worked on your body uh throughout your life should mean that your body is in a better condition than someone that hasn't done that 
not to discredit so, so, what you've done, but I'm, you are you are a superior uh, physical being, and so that is that's understandable to me for someone to say that. What? So you said yeah. that about NASCAR no. drivers then? So NASCAR drivers? No, it's relative the- to your sport. Like NFL is a physical sport. NASCAR is not necessarily a physical sport. Golf is not a physical sport. I'm not going to expect somebody that drove NASCAR to necessarily jump in, you know, to any other sport and be good because you're not, you know, you're using some abilities, but you're not really using, uh, you're sitting down for the majority of your time. I'm not saying there's not stuff that they're doing, but like it's nowhere near as physically taxing on your body as being a football player. And you specifically as a running back, you use your legs. So you train your legs a lot when you're, you know, working up. That's what you use in cycling. So I think that's a natural Go ahead. So as somebody, I played three sports in high school. So I went from three different sports year round and the workouts you do for each one, none of them help each other. You might be, you'll be in shape in the aspect of that. You can go for a while, but football is three second burst. There's no, no, I'm going to continue. Three second, three second burst. Basketball, you're constantly running. Baseball, you do nothing. You stand there. And you just got to react. So all those workouts are different. And like you said, with his leg strength, yes, he has leg strength. But again, in football, the longest he might have ever ran in one time would might have been seven, eight seconds ever at one time. And he might have done it like three or four times in his career. Uh, Biking is a constant for him. Like you have to do it constantly. He has to keep up 21 miles an hour for an hour. That's different than – it's a whole different training. Everything trains your body different. Yes, right. You have a sense to help you, but it doesn't make make sure you're going to be good at it. Just like the only thing I will say that transitions from every sport, it makes you have good work ethic because you want to be better. You don't want to fail. That's from every sport all around. If you go train something else, you get frustrated playing other sports if you're not doing well because you are you think I should be a little better because I am athletic and it makes you work harder to be better at it. That's the only thing I truly believe that transfers everything over is work ethic. Well, I'll, I'll, be tell, better you, at it. I'll tell you what I think is different from professional athletes, whether it's NASCAR, whether it's golf, whether it's bowling, whatever professional sport that you're in, I think the biggest difference from you playing a professional sport and somebody that never plays sports at all is drive and how far and how long you willing to drive. I'll give you a case in point. We had this conversation this weekend as well. Uh, I was having a conversation with a guy that I ride bikes with. He was talking about my wife. And uh, he was like, man, you know, she just got to push through that pain, you know, on her legs and stuff like that. Uh, you got to go to an uncomfortable place and make it comfortable. And I go, no, not she, uh-uh, she, that ain't her thing. The difference is, is that I'm willing to fight through that. I'm willing to fight through that because I know what it takes on a professional level to fight through injuries, to fight through certain things uh, in order to make something happen. Whereas somebody that doesn't use sports to pay bills that are not on a professional level don't have to do that. They've never had to push themselves through injuries or anything like that. That's where their stopping point was. Where your stopping point is is not where my stopping point is. So as a result of it, when we hit that pain cave wall where everybody just, that Mike Tyson where you say everybody got a game plan until you get punched in the mouth, what do you do after you get punched in the mouth is what makes us different from normal, non-professional playing people. Yeah, the adversity work ethic. Yes, you can have it in the thing, but we, like as a, prof- a professional athlete, you experience on a daily basis. And it's something that you have to continue just to push down and, and deal with. And, and a lot of people don't have to deal with that unless you're playing at sports. Sometimes you do in works and stuff like that, but it's just a different dynamic. And I, so I don't understand what you're saying, D. Yeah. No, I understand what you're saying. And I agree that you still have to put in work. It's not like you're just going to be able to hop onto a bike and be able to bike. But I think what whoever is talking to you and saying these things is saying is like, your life has been training. So, yeah, the, one of those things that comes along it with that is... It doesn't translate, though. It doesn't translate Let me finish. What, what I'm saying is, your life has been training. So, like you guys just said, 
being able to, you know, get into the routine of training. Like you guys have been able to, you know, you, you've been trained to train your whole lives, like how to go to the gym. Some people don't, some people don't ever go to weight lift. And so for them to pick up a routine of going to lift weights is difficult because they don't know how to do it, what to do it. You guys have trained your bodies in the past, so you know how to do that. And so, if, yes, you have to, you know, tailor your training regimen to what you're trying to get done. But having the knowledge and the ability to to train and the drive to train is something that's been instilled in you for all these years while you've been playing football. And and not to mention, yes, there is a natural level of athleticism that is assumed for someone. You know, you know, maybe certain positions you're not going to have this like somebody that's a wide receiver. You, you're going to think could translate into track and field better than somebody that's a lineman is not obviously going to go out there and run sprints. But, you know, there's a certain level of athleticism that's assumed when you're a professional athlete because you are an elite superior being, you know, physically. So is that every sport, though? So you would say I don't think it would be expected sport. that Tiger Woods would be good at other sports. I, well, I, yeah, I think that Tiger is an exception, but I think it's relative, mo- more relative to the sport you're playing. I think, honestly, I think basketball players are the most naturally athletic um, players. If like, if I had to like say, uh, but because I mean, you guys have seen it. You guys can see everybody can tell who the football player is on the basketball court because it's like a bull in a china shop. But you know what I'm saying? It's like this. It's just it's relative to the sports you play and what kind of physicality you use. You're going to find natural athletes in every sport. That's why you have so many people that have played multiple sports. You know, uh, Randy Moss, one of my favorite players of all time, was a standout college basketball player with Jason Kidd. Uh, not Jason Kidd, but um, what should we call it? Jason uh, White Chocolate. Uh, and Jason Williams. Jason Williams. And, you know, but everybody knows Randy Moss was an elite wide receiver. But, you know, he had skills that translated. His speed, his ability to jump, his natural athleticism translates from football to basketball. That's why I argue that LeBron would be able to play football like he did in high school. He was a all-state receiver in high school because he had natural gifts such as his speed, his size, and his ability to jump that are going to naturally translate. I don't think there's anything wrong with acknowledging that certain skills and abilities translate to other areas and some don't. That's just that's just facts of life. Hold on. He went to on. what was better for him. That doesn't mean he would have succeeded in the NFL. I'm not saying he would have succeeded in the NFL, but why 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 even go to the NFL when you're going to go on to be one of the best basketball players? Basketball players of all time. You know what I'm saying? Like Julius Peppers was actually a fairly decent basketball player, but he knew he was a better football player, and he went on to be one of the best defensive ends of all time. Okay, I I just need but you to clean something saying. up for me. I, I just need you to clean something up for me, and then you can have it. Uh, you said that basketball players were the most athletic. I think that yeah, I think as a whole, the basketball players are as a group, more athletic than any other sport. Why? Yeah, you going to die on the hill or you going to – Yeah, but what's because their sport requires more uh, elements of – like each one has to have more elements of athleticism, you know, run, jump, like the jumping. Like jumping is a very uh, high level of usage in basketball, whereas in football, only wide receivers really use that. You can have defense – yeah, well, tight, yeah, safeties, tight linebackers. You being disrespectful as hell right now. Right, man. but I mean, but I'm saying, but y'all don't jump at nowhere near the same level that basketball players do. And what I'm saying is, no, there, there's some, there's some, uh, there's some, there's plenty of receivers and DBs that have 48, 5, 48 inch verts. Oh, right, right. Yeah. I'm not saying you can't find great athletes that are football players. I said, as a whole, I think basketball players are going to be more naturally athletic than football players because you do have certain football players that are going to be weighing that field down. Your defensive lineman, your offensive lineman. I'm I saying you're not going to find any athletic guys in that group. There's going to be standouts that are super athletic, but as a whole, those guys are not going to be nowhere near as athletic as, you know, but and then I can see oh, what about Yao Ming? What about Dirk Nowitzki? There's always people in each group that you can point at and say, but what about that guy? 
I'm saying as a whole, basketball players are going to be the most athletic sport, in my opinion. So the the only yeah, in, I agree in your opinion. The only problem I, I have with that theory is they shoot a basketball, they dribble, they jump, they play defense. They're not getting hit by people while do, catching the ball, while making people miss, breaking tackles. That's so much more involved because there's so much contact while doing these outs, these extraordinary abilities of moving your body and doing all this stuff that is athletic. Contact is athletic as well. Because you can say the same thing with hockey. You can say hockey players because they have to skate, they get hit, and they have to have the hand-eye coordination of controlling a puck and all that kind of stuff. That's tremendous athletic ability all at one time. I'm, I'm not a hockey fan, but I would say they're arguably one of the toughest, most athletic because everything they have to do at one time. Basketball, you're running. We have to. Every football player has to run. Soccer players run more than basketball players. You wouldn't say they're more athletic, so you can't say like running not, constitutes but, a, a, athletic but ability. How many how many basketball players have you seen that didn't play a lick of football and cross over and played tight end in the NFL or something like that? I've seen it. Two. Okay, but how many people I, that I can you, name, that I you can know, name one? I can name one that actually did it. Jimmy it Graham. was successful. Jimmy Graham played football. He didn't just play basketball. Oh, and he did play football. Gage. He's the only one. Tony but Gonzalez played it basketball happen. and football. I know, but I'm saying, but it, I've seen one it time. happen more. You just I, said you can't bring up. I don't. That I don't think, but you don't have to say to the superior. Like you're talking about the the elite of the elite in that group. I'm saying you. That I was you actually go good. Find, yes, I'm saying that actually did anything. You can't right, name another think, one that I don't actually think you, did it. I don't think you succeeded. could find. I don't think you could find a football player that never played a lick of basketball that could go be in the NBA. Just on their just on their athleticism alone, go be in the NBA. Because well, the they NBA had to has, shoot. Right, it's a little bit. It's, it's, a, it's a, the it's skill. Shoot that, that's shooting. Yeah, shoot. Right, that's what I'm saying. So there is a certain agree. that comes along with but that, but that hand-eye coordination. I, I, that'll be it can't be done. Right, right. I know. You have to I'm, have hand-eye coordination. Here's the thing. Y'all are taking this as a personal blow against football players. I think football players are – No, no, very, no. I'm saying – I said hockey. I said hockey. You, uh, like, you left out hockey. I think hockey super athletic is what they have to do. Okay. But, okay, my thing is you, we don't even – yeah, they, they have to be able to skate. But it's like you're talking about toughness. Uh, and that's, I think that's a different thing than athleticism, at least in my book. Um, cause hockey players are on skates the whole time. We don't even, yeah, you have to be athletic to be able to skate fast, but you know, there's people in the Olympics that are ice skaters that, you know, I don't know what they, I'm just saying you're not actually on your own two legs, uh, running, jumping and, but I'm not, hockey players are, you know, they are great there, but I just don't, I don't put them in the athletic uh, field that I do the same athletic field I put basketball players. I can give you I can give you a player that never played in the NFL and started in the NBA. He played now he did play college football, but he never played in the NFL. But he's he started on an NBA team. Charlie Ward, baby. Okay, wait. Well, I mean, yeah, but I, you just said he played basketball, right? Huh? He he was a Heisman winner in football. And he did never got drafted to play in the NFL, so he wasn't good enough to play in the NFL. But he started on the NBA team. Right. Okay. So did he play basketball as well, or did he just play football? Oh, I have no idea. Well, I know he won the Heisman <laughs> as a football player. Oh. Right. So I'm, I'm just saying that just gives you an example that it has been done, though. No, no. I said somebody that has never played basketball and can go and play basketball. But you have people that have never played football and only played basketball and go play NFL. You see people like people teams bring in football or basketball players all the time as tight end. Again, my whole thing is you've only had one that was successful. Super successful. You could do it all the time. Well, you, well hold, who, on, hold, on, other, hold on, hold on. Now, I think we're arguing like way too many things. And, and, and here's why. The variables are different. There's a level of skill that comes with basketball that not everybody possesses. Just like golf, just like NASCAR, there's a specialty skill, and that specialty skill is shooting a basketball. It's not like any of us, we don't have the toughness 
or the body or the athleticism. It's just that we don't possess the skill to shoot a basketball. Now, here's the difference as it relates to basketball and football. If you don't have the skill to catch a football, we can put you on the line or we can put you at a different position. And now you can play a different position if you don't possess that skill. If you don't possess the shooting skill in basketball, you can't be a basketball player. Hear me out, Gary. This is what I'm saying. You and I can go out there and we can shoot the basketball. You can get the you can get the worst basketball player shooter of all time, Dennis Rodman, and he'll still outshoot us because he's good for he's good for an NBA player, but he's just not good for an NBA player. If that makes any sense, Dennis yeah. Rodman will shoot the any. Wreck basketball player right now, Dennis Rodman can outshoot. Fuck, Shaq can outshoot a wreck player, but he can't outshoot the NBA. So what I'm saying is, as it relates to people that are watching these players play, Dennis Rodman couldn't shoot because we're comparing them to the Steph Currys. We're comparing them to the the Reggie Millers, the the Michael Jordans. The the We're comparing them to his predecessors or the people that he's playing against. But they are good NBA players when, when it relates to playing against the normal population is what I'm saying. But we're not good on an NBA level or at a regular people level, so we're judged differently is all I'm saying. So it's a skill that we don't have. And if you don't have a certain set of skills in football, like not everybody can throw a football. I can't throw a football, Gary, nor can you. But if you was a basketball player, you would have to have some level of ability to be able to score, whether that's dunking, whether that's shooting mid-range jumpers or layup. You got you to gotta attack the basket and have some type of offense or defense. Where in the NFL, you're playing at a, a position that you're good at, not necessarily on the floor as an NBA player. Yeah, well, I mean, and we're kind of getting off the rails here a little bit, but I still, like I said, and and part of it might be because um, the NBA is a more concentrated group of athletes. Like, their teams are smaller. So I just, I still just think basketball players as a whole are going to be the most athletic sport out there, just given on how your body has to be to be able to play that sport in, in itself. So. See, I would argue hockey. Yeah, I think, I think that's just asinine. Well, can you skate? Okay. Okay. Yeah. I've can you skate? skate? There's there's plenty of little girls that can skate at the local mall, Gary. Does that mean that they're super athletic? I'm asking. <laughs> so can you skate? Yeah. I, yes, if I went one. and practiced it, can I could skate. Can you control a puck by going full speed? Can you that's, do it while that, getting hit? Can you, that is can you all... actually swing it and hit it? That's, that's <laughs> a lot that goes into it. Right. Now you're talking well, about well, the here's, skill here's, it takes. Here's the thing, Because I'm not going to be able to hit a fastball either, but that doesn't make baseball players more athletic than you guys because all and, you're doing is catching the ball. And this goes I back This goes back maybe. to what I was saying, not, Gary. I can, I, can, I can show him how to skate. I can show him how to control a puck. And I can show him how to score a goal. And he can do all those things. But, again, it doesn't mean that he knows how to play hockey. At what level oh, does he have to play at in order for us to say, like, oh, okay, you can play hockey. I see Professional. You. Professional college. Ooh. So anything before or after that you don't get credit for? Well, you can play high school, but like you said, a high school ain't going to compare to a college kid. A high so school it, player is not going to compare to a college kid. If you want to do the comparing aspect, college ain't going to compare to a professional. If D'Angelo never races in a pro-am bike race, are you going to say he can't ride a bike? I'm going to say he can't be a professional biker. Yes, 100%. That's not, that's not what we're asking. Professional. We're asking you, – you're talking can about – I, I can ride a bike. Like, I mean, I is can he be good, good at is it. He good, is he good at cycling? No. And, no. I know – I've met the guy that is good at cycling. I've met the guy that D you're muted, Gary. D'Angelo just looked at Gary like Michael Jordan. And Bro, I could... I'm so <laughs> let's go ahead and end this podcast time. We let's, that right there is a the perfect time to end it. Because Gary pissed me off. Man, he had a he had an opportunity right there to fix that. 
Hey. He just he may have ruined our relationship just you then. See how time set that up real smooth, like <laughs> Yeah, he bit it too. It's dumbass. He, he don't even look at him, hook line and sinker. He got the <laughs> Hey, he I'm got so mad at Gary. He got the Freddy Krueger shirt on because he's snatching dreams today, D'Angelo. Oh, uh, bro, I'm I'm hurt behind that too, because that's all I do is look at bikes and feel like I'm like really good at cycling just to hear my friend tell me you're trash. Damn. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Go ahead and end this time so we don't have to bring him back. <laughs> we appreciate you tuning in to another episode of the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast. Stay tuned next week to see if uh, Cinnamon and Sugar are still friends or if we're going to have to cancel the podcast moving forward. <laughs> we'll be back next Monday. Woo! <laughs> you are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You are now listening to the